Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm here today with my good friend, Sam Bashiri, past guest of the show. Sam, what's up, mate? It's been, been a while since we've caught up. It's a pleasure to have you on again. Um, how's things? Good, mate. Good to see you. Mate, you made my day. I'm happy to see our friend. I haven't seen you for a while, so it's really nice to see people that you love. So thank 100%, you. 100%, man. It's, it has been a while. Um, I mean, last time we, we recorded an episode, it was actually in this office, I think, but... Um, uh-huh. The episode got awesome feedback and obviously you and I keep in touch uh, quite often and, and we kind of chat back and forth and I bounce ideas off you and um, you know, you're definitely someone that I look to for advice and and, and also just kind of, you know, that it, people talk about, you know, success leaves clues. So, you know, watching like the way that you kind of behave and, and the way that you, um, the people you associate yourself with and, and you kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis, you know, success does leave clues. So what that's what I wanted to have you on the show for today, man, is to... To, to speak to you about your, I guess, non-negotiables, the things that you kind of do on a day-to-day basis or the values that you keep in mind. You know, I had a, a guest on uh, a couple of months ago, doc, uh, Dr. John D. Martini. I don't know if you heard of him, before, but uh, he's huge on values and he, he basically says, you know, your, your values will determine your life really and then the outcome of, of, of what you're doing. So, Look, man, we can go through kind of a bunch of different pillars and it would just be cool to kind of get your understanding or, or get your opinion on what you think is most valuable to you and what you keep in mind um, in each of these different pillars. So I think it would uh, only be fitting to start off with the health and fitness side of things. So obviously being someone as busy um, as yourself and having a lot to juggle with family and, and your companies and, and the rest of it, how does the fitness fit into your kind of day-to-day routine? And is there certain things that you do with your food and your training that are just non-negotiables that you think help you perform at your best on a day daily basis? Yeah, look, I'm be, I've been a massive advocate of training and exercising, you know. I started training as young as probably age of 10. You know, I remember when kids were playing football or soccer or all that kind of stuff, the first thing I ever bought was a bench press from Rebel Sport, mm. right? Um, I saved my money. I bought that bench press and exercise and doing weights, weightlifting was part of my lifestyle. Mm. As you go through life, obviously things change, you get busy, you know, on and off, you know. And for me at this part of my life at 43, um, one of the most important things for me in my life is my health and fitness, right? Um, obviously my priorities have changed. As a young man, I wanted to have a six-pack. I wanted I to, get to look jacked. good. Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to look awesome, right? Yeah. And you go through that journey as a young person mm. because that's what you look up to. You look up to people like Arnold and how he's training, he looks. Um, but at 43, one of the non-negotiable, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I'll continue to say it as long as I'm alive, is working out every single morning. Mm. Um, so my routine is that I get up every morning, 5 a.m., spend an hour just Moping around the house, you know, getting ready. And then um, usually I'll go for a walk for mm-hmm. an hour and I f- follow up on that with a one-hour weight exercise. Yeah. And that's how I start my day. If I don't do that, I'm not the same person that day. Yeah. I don't perform the same way as I would if I trained. And yeah. it's a big thing for me. Mentioning the, uh, you know, you go, go for your walk, is that... You know, it varies from person to person. You know, some people I talk to say when they go for their walk, that's when they think of their best ideas or that's when they 
really put thought to their day or their business or whatever for you is it a way to to brainstorm and do that type of stuff or is it switching off and being able to just step away from the chaotic um day that you're kind of used to and, and just kind of have some time for yourself yeah no for me i have my meetings while i go for my walk okay so if anyone wants to see me um they come on a walk with me um I don't have the pleasure of having people come over at the office and take up half an hour to an hour or more of my time. I love to be able to, but I don't. So I like to kill, you know, two birds in one stone. Mm. And, um, and for me, it's about having that conversation while we go for a walk. And it's interesting, you know, during COVID, I did all my meetings walking. So I did, uh, you know, I did the Botanical Gardens in Melbourne, Australia, which is like three and a half Ks, roughly, mm. 3.5, 3.6 Ks. And I had a meeting point where I met different people. So I did one lap, I mm-hmm. finished that meeting, and I started the next meeting. I was doing around 25,000, 30,000 uh, steps a day, which is phenomenal, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, still I was being doing, productive. Yeah, and I was doing a lot of business, you know. And it's interesting because people walk away and the first thing they say is that, wow, what a great idea. I'm going to take that on. I'm going to, you know, do that with my clientele. Because you're getting fit while you're having conversation and doing business. And above all, you're doing it in fresh air. You're not stuck in the office. Mm. So, that, so I guess on the health and fitness side, just to kind of summarize that for you, it's really getting a session in in the morning, trying to, to if, if you're not training, at least going for a walk that day, just clearing your hair, but also staying productive. And on the contrary to that, like what do you, like I know it's pretty, uh, it's a bit cliche to say, you know, that everyone feels great when they train and, and yep. you know, never, never, miss, never have a bad workout and all that type of stuff. But on the days where you don't get to fit your training in, like, what do you find is the biggest difference in you in terms of productivity, energy levels, all that type of stuff, even, you know, uh, your hunger and appetite and things? It makes a massive difference to my day. You know, I train because of the endorphins that, you know, your brain releases. I train because it makes me feel good. And when I don't work out, I'm just not the same person. Um, I feel very sluggish. Um, I feel slow. Um, I just don't have the motivation. And, you know, everyone's different. But for mm. me, it's been a part of my life since the age of 12, right? Um, but one of the things that I found challenging was training and stop training and training and stop training, right? Yeah. Um, and just that maintain that consistency, yeah. 100%. That comes with discipline, you know. At 43, I feel I've got that damn path now after all these years that, you know, this is what I need to do first thing in the morning and it's non-negotiable. I have to do it. There's no ifs or buts. Mm. You know, today, for example, we were talking before I came on the show, I wasn't feeling up to it, you know. I yeah. had a, a lot of events to attend to on the weekend. So today I was a bit sluggish. Yeah. But I still rocked up, I did done. my walk, I did it. And while I was doing it, I remember a conversation that we had a number of years ago. He said, you make account the days that you're actually not wanting to do it. Those, mm. those are the most important days. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and now I feel amazing again, you know, I feel great. It's funny, and that's what builds up that mental toughness and I guess that armor uh, yeah. of the days, you know, the ability to be able to do the session when you can't be fucked is yeah. when you actually do it when you can't be fucked. Because yeah. then the next time that comes around, you can kind of say to yourself, look, I've done this before. It is what it is. You feel shit, but it's like anything that you don't really feel like doing. Once you start, it's it's yeah. fine, and it's about getting it done, and, and and the sense of achievement and stuff like that afterwards is just yeah. even better than on the days. You know, it's easy to train when you feel good. Of course, it is because you feel strong. Everyone, everyone can train when they feel good. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, in terms? Of, you know, just touching on the health thing just before we move on to kind of I guess family and relationships yeah. and business, um, the mental health side of things. Is there any non-negotiables that you do? may not be on a daily basis, but things you kind of come back to, let's say if things are with work are quite chaotic or maybe something hasn't 
gone the way you, you'd hoped it had gone and, and you're in a bit of a rut, is there certain things that you do or practices that you do to get yourself out of that hole yeah. and keep moving forward? I think you've got to be mentally tough, right? You've got to tell yourself, there's nothing I can do about things that have happened in the past. There's nothing I can do about uh, something that's happened 10 minutes ago. It's done. There's nothing I can do about it, right? You're not going to always have the best day. You're not going to have the best outcomes every day. It's just part of life, and you've got to take it on the chin, and you've got to move on. So for me, it's about acknowledging it, learning from it, and moving forward, mm. right? Um, not dwelling on it or sitting there thinking, oh, well, just everything's going to stop. Business is not going to go well. Friendships, why, why? There's a lot of whys. And we, we end Putting up too much energy into something that you can't control. You can't. And, we, and we're very hard on ourselves a lot of the times, yeah. right? S- such is life. It's yeah. not supposed to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just get on with it. I don't have a routine. You know, I used to do a bit of yoga and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, I just don't have the time for it anymore. So for me, it's about, you know, sometimes I'll stop and maybe go for a little quick walk, five, yeah. ten minute walk to just get the fresh air. But otherwise, it's about just, <laughs> there's nothing I can do with it about it. Just get on with it and just move forward. That's it. Something I want to touch on before we move on is yep. on that topic. When things when things didn't look like they do right now, when when we weren't sitting in a in a, in a big office with a Ferrari table and, and a bunch of cars and you know living the life that you do at the moment, even though obviously you still work your ass off, like when none of this was around, what what were the things that you would kind of say to yourself on a on a daily basis to help manifest this life that has sure. become now, and like the things that you would say to yourself, knowing that you weren't in a position where you wanted to be in, but you knew exactly where you wanted. To to be yeah. like, what are some of the things that you would tell yourself to make sure that it did happen? Uh, good question. Look, um, for me, I, I, I'm very, very blessed to be where I am today. I could have never thought in a million years in my wildest dreams I'd be where I am today within my own means, right? Mm. Um, I came from a, a, you know, I came from a childhood very rough. You know, I had a really rough lifestyle growing up because of what I went through coming from overseas, not being able to speak the language. It's just a whole different, like it's a massive change for a 10-year-old kid, right, to come in and somewhere you had no family, no friends, and just have to grow up really quickly. So for me, that taught me a lot. And my number one goal was to change my life and not, you know, go back to where I was when I was that kid because it was so tough, mm. right? Um, so that pushed me a lot and it was... Proving to myself, I never ever did anything in my life and I still don't do anything for acceptance from others. Yeah. I do it because I want to prove to myself that I'm good enough. To do it, yeah. Yeah, um, that's very important. Mm. I never do it for acknowledgement from others. Don't care. Yeah. Um, so I pushed myself really, really hard because I wanted to prove to myself that I was good enough to be able to achieve whatever I wanted to set my mind to. Yeah. But manifesting is been such a big part of my life it has been such a massive part i've never watched uh, i don't know the show what's it called the secret all this stuff i've yeah. never watched any of that stuff i've never read a book in my life yeah i right? never read a book yeah right um for me it was about experiencing what do i mean by that you know i'm a massive car fanatic right? yeah. i've always loved cars since i was a kid um i could never afford cars you know um i used to go and rent cars that i Looked up, wanted always, you, want, you know. Yeah. I wanted, so I used to go and rent it. And um, and that whole when I used to rent that car, sitting behind that vehicle and holding that steering wheel and hearing the sound and experiencing that, knowing what it feels like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the best part was, best part now, but the worst part back then was giving, having to give it back at the end of the <laughs> day. <back>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he was just like, <laughs> wow. First of all, I learned and I felt what he felt like. And, you know, I don't know if you realise, you know, a lot of the times we met, I got you to drive the car, you know. Yeah. I do that a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Because I don't sit there and tell them why. I say, hey, why don't you drive it? Because once you feel... Once you put it out there, once you know what it something feels like, mm. you get the energy and yeah, you yeah. feel that, right? Without you even acknowledging a lot of the times, yeah, you end up aspiring to have that. You end up like, it just does something to you that I can't even explain, yeah. right? And cars are just an example. Other people, there's different things yeah, to everybody, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it played a massive part in my life. And one of the other things I used to do was if I really wanted something, I used to usually tell my friends that, hey, um, I bought this thing and it's coming in three months. <laughs> wow, Before man. Before you'd had it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That used to put so much pressure on me, yeah. right? Because, you know, being from my background and having so much ego and all that yeah. kind of stuff, your word <laughs> is the most important yeah. thing, right? These guys are all waiting three months Oh, to yeah. Check. I'm yeah. like, it's coming in three months. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. I never failed, man. Yeah. I never failed. I don't know if it's the pressure that I put Going on all myself. In. Yeah. All in, yeah. Yeah. I never failed. I and I used to do it all the time. I got this is coming six months. I got this is coming to and every time I made it happen because mm. that was the kick in the ass that I needed. That was the push that I needed because I didn't want to lose face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So it pushed me, pushed me harder, right? So if, to put it in a different way, is that I always needed to have my back against the wall and I always needed that push. So I yeah. had to put myself out of my comfort zone. Mm. Once you're out of your comfort zone, then you can do great things. Yeah, That's yeah. when greatness comes out. Yeah. Once you're out of your comfort zone, 100%. Right? You know, I know we've kind of gone off a, a little bit off topic, yeah. off topic, but you look at someone like, say, Conor McGregor, and there's been a, p- plenty of discussion around, you know, his last loss to Poirier and, yep. and, yeah. and just like his attitude and some of the things that he's done over the last couple of years, how people, a lot of people say like, look, he's never going to be the same fighter again because He's not fighting for anything now. He has everything that he could ever possibly want and need. So why would the hunger be the same? Why would the drive be the same in your situation? So, you know, you're a massive car fanatic. You've got these unbelievable cars. You know, the Rolls Royce parked in the in the car park here. You have a nice home, beautiful family, very successful business. How do you continue to kind of drive yourself to strive for the next best thing? Uh, to strive for continued success or, you know, obviously you are a big car fanatic so maybe yeah. there's a, a new car that you want or whatever but how do you still ha- drive that same passion yeah. and kind of work as if you have nothing yeah. and not get caught up in the fact that you have all this incredible stuff and kind of get yeah. to the point where you just get complacent? Yeah, it's a good question. Again, um, your progressive changes. What you want in life changes as you grow older. So for me now, you know, I invest a lot of time and effort on my Instagram. I don't make money from my Instagram. I don't mm. sell courses. I don't do mentoring and charge people. I don't do anything, right? For me, now, I feel responsible to give back because I know what it felt like not to have anything or have no one believe in you. Mm. I've been in that situation, right? Yeah. So for me, what pushes me now, why I come to work every day and why I keep doing other businesses and I you know, do all these things that I do is it allows me gives me the opportunity, allows me to give back to other people, right? It's about leaving a legacy now. So that's mm-hmm. what pushes me, right? Yeah. I want my kids to, you know, have, I want to leave a legacy for my kids. I want to start something that my kids can take on and yeah. continue. So when we talk about giving back, it's about if I start that process, 
then I've built a foundation for my kids to take over and take it to the levels that I could have never ever dreamed of. Dreamed of, yeah, yeah. You know, so your progress changes as you get older, mm. and you know, and as you get different things. For me, it's really not about materialistic things anymore. You know, yep. it's actually quite funny because you work so hard to get there with all these nice things because that's what drives you. Or whatever. Yeah. And people say, "Oh, he doesn't." Yes, he does. Mm. Um, <laughs> but then once you get there, you can only have so many cars. Yeah. You can only have so many outfits. You can have like, look at me today. I'm just wearing my jumper, and yeah. you know, I don't care. I don't have the time anymore to sit there and you know work it out. <laughs> I just put something on. I just walk out, yeah. right? Um, so it changes, mate. And for me, it's all about leaving a legacy, being a good human being. And growing something that has a different kind of value, yeah. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's what keeps me a going. A purpose behind it. Yeah, 100%. Spot on. Let's uh, let's move on to, I guess, family now. So yeah. we'll, we'll separate family and relationships, business relationships. Yeah. But um, what's in, obviously I, I know um, just from, from knowing you quite well that yeah. you spend a lot of time with the family and it's a big yeah. priority for you, yeah. which it should be for anyone with the family. But yeah. What's a non-negotiable in on the family side of things? I got to see the girls before they go to sleep. No ifs or buts, right? I have to always see the girls before they go to sleep at night. Um, you know, um, I'm very, very blessed. You know, to have the girls, and um, and I recognize and realize that the girls are growing up really quickly, and you can never get that time back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll give you a quick uh, example of um, last week. You know. Um, uh, Laura was going to school camp for the first time, right? Um, and um, I took her on a bike ride, right? Because I don't get to take her on bike rides much. Yeah. Mm. And my wife's like, make sure um, you take the training wheels off. You know, when you take yeah, it, yeah. she needs to kind of training wheels off because they're going to ride bikes on camp. I didn't listen to her. I left the training wheels on. <laughs> I took her for a ride because I wanted to like, ease her into it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I had to come back and I was like, hey, yeah. Uh, well, the training wheels are still on. I thought they were training wheels off. I said, yeah, that's for tomorrow. You yeah. know? Anyways, it didn't happen tomorrow, but the next weekend, um, I took the training wheels off and took it for a bike ride. And um, at the start, I had to hold on to her. You know, I was worried about her falling and hurting herself. Yeah. And, uh, and then I took it to the MCG, flat surface around the MCG, yeah. right? And also that whole energy of the MCG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, to see her ride on a bike, mate, within 10 or 15 minutes, uh, it made me break down. I broke yeah. down when she started riding on her own, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's funny because I've seen a lot of stuff and I've never broken down. And here's this grown ass man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, your daughter's riding a bike and I'm fucking breaking yeah. down. <laughs> and it was such a special moment for yeah. me, right? And the reason why I share this with you is he said, you know, what's a non negotiable? That, at that moment, he taught me again that. Those memories and those experiences in my family, there's no value you can put on it. Yeah, and there's no way I can get that again, mm. right? Mm. See, I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life. Mm. I actually think it was the most beautiful moment I've ever experienced out of anything in my life. Yeah. Right? To see her right and the smile on her face and how she was like screaming, hey, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm yeah. right in the way. Yeah. And so it's really, really important for me. For me, it's as, you know, as I'm, as, business goes on and I'm privileged enough to be able to take the time out it's very important to spend as much time as possible with the girls uh, yeah and I important. think as well to be it's a, another lesson there would be just be present as well yeah. um, I was last Friday night I took Danielle to to go listen to Hugh Van Kylenberg uh, yeah. he had a resilience project talk over at the exhibition center and um, obviously uh, was fortunate enough to have Hugh on the show and I'd read his book and stuff but he was talking about in the in the talk he mentioned how 
you know, when we go, when like he only takes his kids to the park or whatever, yep. he now just like doesn't touch his phone while he's at the park. Yeah. It's not so much like yeah. it's all well and good that you're there. Yeah. It's all well and good that you've taken them, but there's things that you can miss that you'll never ever get back. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. What about on a on a I guess relationship side of things? Not so much um, with your wife, but more so like business, friendships, all that type of stuff. What's something for you that you think is is just super important and that you look for in a relationship, whether it be with friends or in a business partners and something that you think is super important? Simple questions. Are you okay? How's life? Mm. Are you okay and how's life? Um, We're all busy, but we all can spend five, ten minutes a day to reach out to our friends. That's a big thing for me, Mm. right? I, I... have a circle of people in my life that I'll always make time for, no matter how busy I am. I'll always make time for them. Yeah. You know? And I think it's very humbling. You know, people talk about hum- being humble means you don't wear nice things and stuff, which I don't understand. It's got nothing to do with what you have. Yeah. Being humble is not forgetting where you're from. Being humble is being kind. Being humble is listening to others. Being humble is not forgetting your friends. It has nothing to do with your wealth, your status. Stuff, yeah, What's yeah. that got to do with it? Yeah. Absolutely not. People yeah. confuse that a lot. Yeah. This is that guy that you know has very bad. Like, oh, what a humble guy. What's that got to do with it? It's got nothing yeah. to do with like, being <laughs> exactly. humble. Yeah. It's something that gets confused yeah. so much, yeah. right? Yeah. So one of the biggest things for me is to always make time for my friends, for my loved ones. Yeah. Um, because you don't know what's going on in people's lives yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's happened to me a lot. It's taken that one word of, are you okay? And you, I've seen men twice the size of both of us yeah. look like fucking, you know, big yeah. boys yeah. break down. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, they're not okay. Yeah, They're yeah. not okay. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's really important to always make time for those friends, mm. for those people that are, you know, are, I respect yeah. and value. And, you know, you can't make time for everybody. Yeah. So you've got to find your own circle. Yeah. And as you get older, I find that, you know, I was one of those people that have friends everywhere. Remember you go, you see, hey, hey, yeah, how are yeah, you? Yeah. doesn't work like that, mm. right? Because something has to give. The mm. more people you have in your life, the less you're giving to other people that are yeah. really close to you. Yeah, 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 100%. So you've got to create that circle. And from time to time, mm. you meet someone special that, that comes into yeah. that circle, right? Yeah. Because that's how just life works. Otherwise, you just continue. You're not growing, mm. right? Um, but you always have to take the time, mate, to check up on your friends yeah, yeah. and your loved ones and just ask them that simple question. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, something, something that I, I, I should have asked before, um, just back talking back again about the family. Yeah. Are you pretty mindful of, um, you know, obviously you grew up with, with not much and, yeah. and that was probably, well, I think yeah. largely due, like part of the reason why you've yeah. been so successful is because it, yeah. it drove you to be successful. Yeah. Are you mindful of the fact that maybe the girls... Um, yeah live this incredible yeah. life already. So yeah. how do you approach that to make sure that they understand hard work and that everything's not kind of just going to fall in their lap? It's a big thing for us in our family, mm. right? Um, I don't know I don't know if I've spoken to you about this before. I've mentioned it before. Um, uh, Laura's like, uh, Dad, when I turn 18, I want to buy a Ferrari. I said, no problem, honey. I said, um, I do your deal. Every Saturday, you come to the office, you clean the office. Right? We've been doing this for a number of years now, right? Mm. You clean the office every Saturday, I will give you a wage for it. I'll pay you for your time. Whatever you save when you turn 18, I will match. Yeah. And if you still decide at that age, and you can afford it if you have enough, yeah. which artificial will. <laughs> and that's the whole point of it. You can buy a Ferrari. Yeah. Otherwise, you can invest that in a property or a stock or something else, yeah. right? So um, it's you got to be very mindful of that. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's a bit difficult because... You never had that childhood, so you want to give it to them because yeah. you're experiencing it through them. And mm. when you see the joy in their face and all yeah, that, yeah. 
it kind of makes it okay for you because you didn't get to enjoy those things. Yeah, you get to in, you get the enjoyment through, through them. them. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to be mindful that they have to be good people, mate. Mm. Um, I I unfortunately see a lot of people that have come from very privileged backgrounds um, that haven't really done much with their life. Mm. Not a fault of their own. They've never had to. Everything's been there, handed to you, yeah. right? How do you how do you appreciate something that you haven't had to work for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. If it's just given to you. That's the thing. It's not their fault. No, it's not their fault. Yeah, no. Their fault, yeah. It's not their fault because yeah. the kids, that's how they've been taught, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not the parents' fault. It's just everyone has a different life, yeah, it's right? Hard, yeah. It's just what's happened. But you've got to be mindful of it, right? Mm. And, and you've got to address it because they've got to know the value for things. You know, with the girls, like if they don't um, look after their iPads and they don't clean them, they don't look after it. If they break it, they won't get another one. Simple yeah. as that, right? Because yeah. if I replace that, what does that say? It's okay. Every it's time, okay. yeah, I can just do whatever yeah. and it'll just be replaced, yeah. Yeah, it's not okay, mate. So, you know, so they don't work for their money and they've got to learn uh, what it's like to uh, work hard, save, and then reward yourself. Mm. Very simple, right? Yeah, exactly. When, uh, as I mentioned before, with the relationships with either yeah. friends or work colleagues and stuff, what's a value that you that you look for in, say, a business partner or, or a working relationship? Something yeah. that you that just stands out to you, and if it's not there, then it's someone yeah. that you kind of steer clear of, regardless yeah. of who they are. Respect and loyalty, mm. such big things for me, right? Um, you could not be the best at what you do. You know, you could be just normal, average. But if you have respect and loyalty, I have all the time in the world for you, right? Because those things you really can't change. You either have it or you don't. Yeah, it's been you know it's been drilled into you or taught into you as a kid, and you you either get it or you don't. Mm. Um, I've met people that um, that are brilliant at what they do, absolutely brilliant, and I could have made so much money doing things with them. <laughs> But they missed those two things, and yeah. I never did anything with them because I know that it will bring me heartache. It will bring me disappointment. Mm-hmm. It could make you a lot of money, yeah. but it, with that, it comes a lot of heartache, a lot of disappointment. Mm. And how do you put a value on that? I want to have fun. I want to yeah, enjoy yeah. myself. When I want to see someone, I want to laugh. Yeah, I want to be happy to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't put a value on yeah. that, right? And that comes with loyalty and respect, you know? And I'm, uh, those two things, they're not non-negotiables. They're very important things for me in life, whether it's friendship, whether mm-hmm. it's business, whether it's relationships. Um, very, very big things, mate. And you can't really teach those things. Yeah. You can try and teach it, but if you don't get it, you don't yeah. get it. You, yeah. know? you just, yeah, very big things. <laughs> With your um, you know, role in a company and stuff now and, and the work yeah. that you do on a day-to-day basis, what are some of the things like, you know, I think it's easy to get caught up in a habit, and I see this a lot with yep. um, with entrepreneurs, either those that have got their own startup business or those that just have an entrepreneurial type vibe about them. Uh, people get caught up in the habit of being busy for the sake of being busy, but not productive. And I've definitely have yeah. before. You yeah. kind of just feel like you should be yeah. doing something all the time, but it's really doing fuck all for yeah. what you yeah. like the direction you're trying to push in. So. How do you make sure that you're not just, you know, sitting at the office just feeling like yeah. you're doing some work? Like, is there certain things that you do throughout the day? Do you block up your time? Is yeah. there certain hours that you know you work better than others to make sure you're getting yeah. shit done? Or how do you do that? And then on the second part of that question yeah. is how do you then portray that uh, through to the staff as well to make sure that they're on the same page? I hold myself accountable and then I hold others accountable. Mm. You've got to hold yourself accountable and you've got to hold your staff accountable. Right. So for me, I have tasks and I have goals that I need to achieve, whether they're daily goals or weekly goals or monthly goal. Yeah. And I hold myself accountable. Yeah. You know, um, and accountability is a big thing. A lot of people don't understand and they don't like it. Yeah. Let me give you an example. 
would your staff come and work for you if you didn't pay them? They won't. Yeah. You think about it, right? So they will not come. They will not rock up. If you yeah. were not to pay people to come, they won't come. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you think about, right? Pretty straightforward, yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, mate, I will give you all the love. I will give you everything that you need. But you've got to be accountable. You've yeah. got to be accountable. And I think a lot of us, we don't hold ourselves and our people that work for us, even in relationships, everybody. People have to be held accountable, right? So mm. if you have a task, that task is supposed to be done on Monday – and we're going to have a meeting, and we're going to go through it. If it's not done, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. All right? I'm your friend after hours. Yeah. I'll still, you know, do it the right way, but you've got to be held accountable. And you've got to hold yourself accountable, mate. Because, again, like, you know, we're talking about the kids. If the kids have no rules, they have no discipline, then they become small little brats. Mm. Same as with you. If you've got things to do, like, you know, um, I was supposed to have a lunch with a friend today, but I haven't finished what I have to finish. Mm. So. There's no lunch today. Yeah. I've got to get it done. Yeah. Simple as that, right? Yeah. And I think we don't do that. And I think as you become more successful and as you do things and you have nice things, you go, ah, should be right. More so direction. Get pulled in more direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, oh, it's not the end of the world. Mm. Oh, who cares if I didn't do this today? The world's not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah, but it is going to stop because if you don't do this today, then tomorrow you're not going to do two more things. The week after, you're not going to do three more things. Yeah. I think it's important it's, as well to. Once you once you do start to see a little bit of success, or you do start to see some improvements, yeah. it's important to understand like why you saw it in the first place. It's not you didn't start to see it because you skipped out on the shit that needs to be done to go to lunch. You got there because you were the one that was sitting around doing the work or putting in the time when you couldn't be fucked. And you got to get the parties right, man. Mm. And that's what life's about, right? Mm. You got to you got to get your parties right. You got to work. You know, reality is I love to go and drive cars all day, and you know they're on the beach and suns and all that. But that's not going to pay the bills. That's not going to grow. That's not going to allow me to leave a legacy. Mm. That's going to be very selfish. Yeah. Right? Um, You can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think uh, a big misconception that a lot of people uh, have on their mind, I think anyway, is that people that are doing well or have seen success just don't have problems because they've got money or whatever. Yeah, more problems. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what... could you give us an example of, I guess, um, I kind of want to get an idea of how of your headspace or your mindset when you're in a position that you know you may have failed at something, you may be kind of at a, at a low point, or something may not have gone the way you want it to go, or you've you've got a big problem. What's uh, what's your mindset around that in that time? Is it kind of taking a step back and seeing what needs like yeah, what what does that look like for you? And and then also, what's your thoughts on that? Like I said, like the people who have money have no problems. It's absolute nonsense. Uh, the bigger you get, the more problems you have. Yeah. So the bigger your business gets, the more po- you, you got three different transitions around a business, right? Mm-hmm. There's different points, you know, pain points. Um, you know, two million dollars, four million dollars, ten million dollars, twenty million dollars. Different points that you hit, and with those points, there comes new challenges and mm-hmm. new learnings. Because you remember, you got to remember, a lot of us we didn't go to Oxford University and get a master's in business or MBA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The university was the university of the streets and just getting on with it, <laughs> getting it done, right? Yeah. And making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. That's how we learned. Yeah. So if you haven't hit a twenty million dollar mark or thirty, forty million dollar mark, how do you know what's going to be expected, right? Yeah. That's where you set up a board, you get mentors and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But the reality is, um, there's going to be continuous challenges. Yeah. Um, as you get bigger, you're doing bigger deals. Yeah. With that. The whole complexity of those yeah. deals. More right? to lose. More to lose. So mm. you got to think about that. Um, and, you know, we all have bad times. You know, people confuse what they see on Instagram. Right? So people, like, look at my lifestyle. I get in the car in the morning. I have a lunch at Nobu. I have a dinner at Rockpool. They go, wow. 
okay, that lunch was a meeting for a business meeting. That mm. dinner was a business meeting. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't kicking back with my friends and hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the car I drove to my work. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go down, you know, to the beach. Yeah. Um, and this is what the misconception. Mm. Right, and they go, oh, what a life! It's actually very interesting because I've had people that have um, always said, "I would love to come and work for you." Yeah, and the reason why they wanted to come and work for me was that what they're saying on your they want yeah, <laughs> and they wanted to be part of that lifestyle. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm gonna go for a cruise with Sam. Oh wow, I'm gonna kick back with Sam, and then they come in and they see me here and they see me working and they're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, it's funny. I've I've happened actually three or four times, you know, and they're mm. like. Oh, they don't say it, but I can see it in them. Yeah. That's not what I expected, right? Yeah. So it's not. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work like that. But you don't want it to either, mate. You know, you got to mm. get a balance right again, right? Mm. Um, you. It comes to a stage that you're not chasing the money. Yeah. Yeah. You're chasing again legacy. You're chasing, you know, improvement Something in yourself bigger, and growth bigger in yourself. Than yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. you're chasing, yeah. right? Um, and that's that 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 with that, it's not easy. It's hard. It's got a lot of challenges, and I've seen people that have built hundred million dollar businesses, and they made one bad business decision that sent them over. Yeah. So how scary is that? Yeah. So exactly every right. time you feel like you know, oh, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, you do have to worry about it. Is it? Is there any time where you feel where you wish you didn't you didn't have such a big company? Where you wish things were a little bit more simple than what they probably are? Nah, I'm, I'm a bit crazy. I love drama. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love keeping myself busy. Right. Yeah. You know, before we got on, I said, oh, you know, I'm, to, I'm doing three or four different things. You know, I started the medicinal cannabis company, right? Yeah. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, but I wanted a new challenge because yeah. I really believed in it. Mm. Because I'm like, well, we live in a society in, in Australia that it's actually legal, but nobody knows it's legal. Like a lot of people don't even know it's actually legal to, you know, go to a doctor and get a medicinal cannabis. Yeah. And, and also um, a lot of people are suffering. Mm. And there's an opportunity here, right, to do something good. Right? Yeah. yeah, the business aspects, like, you know, I've been doing it for 12 months roughly now. Yeah. It's not about making money, I'm making no money. Yeah. Right? But it's, we're actually helping people. Yeah, and when yeah. I get the feedback, someone say, hey, you know, I can sleep better. Oh, wow, yeah, my yeah. joint pain or whatever it is that's gone. That feels awesome. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So um, for me, I have to continue to have a lot of things going on. And mm. that's because, just remember this, I started this telecommunications company 17 years ago. At the end of the day, you're a person. Imagine eating the same food, doing the same things over and over again for 17 years. Mm. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's not, it, it changes. Yeah. So the way you keep yourself going is that you continue to do, because that's your passion, you love what you're doing, you're good at it, right? Yeah. But you introduce new things yeah, yeah. into your life, and that gives that kickstart again. Right? Mm -hmm. Starting Anodyne, it was like another startup. Oh, wow, I forgot what it felt like. Yeah. Oh, we're going to make sure there's money in, the yeah. like yeah, there's yeah. money in the bank account. Yeah. There's no money in the bank account. What's going on? We're going to yeah. work harder, you know? Yeah. So, and as a part of that, you bring that back into what you were doing as well, you know? Mm. Right. Mate, um, that's been epic. What, what, tell us about your, your, your venture at the moment in crypto. What are your thoughts on it all and, and where do you see it going? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're, we're not giving out any fucking advice here, advice, yeah. professional advice, but yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on it and, and have you been dabbling a bit in? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, you know, I'm having fun. And this is, you know, I get so many DMs. Hey, but what should I buy in? Mm. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Because how do you have an idea about something? Like, how do you know? Yeah. Right. For me, it's, I think it's just supply and demand. Mm. And this is my personal opinion. Um, I'm well, having a lot of fun. it's not generating income. No, it's not generating so income. How, I'm not renting how are you meant to I'm tell? not renting. It's not like, you know, when I, I build property, I rent it out, I get income from that property. But right? also the actual cryptocurrency itself, it's not like you're investing in a stock where you're no. investing in a business. You're investing no. in nothing. Really? It's, just, it's yeah. like you're investing in hype. Hype, 100%. So it's hype. demand, yeah? Yeah. So that's all it is. And for me, um, look, 
in life, I learned this probably um, five, six years ago. It was an expensive lesson, but it was mm. a lesson that I learned. <laughs> Always play with something that is not going to hurt you in any way. What I say by hurt you. That you're willing to lose. Yeah, you're willing to lose. Like, not even going to upset you and not let you sleep at night because it annoys yeah. you. Yeah. You know when you get that scratch on the car and it really annoys you? On, <laughs> on the wheels, on the yeah. bags, and it keeps annoying you? Yeah. It's like a scratch. No one knows, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps upsetting it takes you. It's your soul. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like driving. Like, oh. uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's such a small thing, yeah. right? So I learned in, long t- in life that if you're going to invest in crypto, you're going to invest in the stock market, don't go and get a margin loan, don't go and put your house on mortgage, mm. don't go and borrow money from Jimmy down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's, you know, if you got $100 that you're willing to throw in the bin today and not worry about it and laugh about it, mm-hmm. go and put that $100 yeah. on whatever you want to do and have a bit of fun and learn from it. You yeah. know, So for me, it's about having fun, but it's also about... The world's changed, okay? So it's, I wouldn't want to think about this. When I grew up, if my hands didn't move, I made no money. Yeah. Right? Now we've got 18, 19, 20-year-old kids earning 20, 30, $40 million in <laughs> crypto. Mental. Yeah? We have people making crazy amounts of money on Instagram in the last 5, 10 years, yeah. right? Yeah. So you want to explore it. Yeah. You Why, why shut your brain and not, you know, give attention to something that has a meaning and it's doing things. Mm. Why not explore it? But you got to do it with caution and you got to be mindful of it. And don't, what's the word, FOMO? Don't be fear of missing out. Yeah, I think that's the, the probably the, the issue at the moment, uh, particularly with people that are, have no fucking idea about it, uh, yeah. that are seeing everyone else doing it. So they don't want to jump. And what happens is like, you know, so like I, I know for a fact, like, uh, you know, I bought Doge and at some stages it dropped by 40%. So much if you had all this money that you couldn't afford, you put it on there, just by forty percent, man. Yeah. How do you feel? You yeah. you shut it, yeah, right. Exactly. So if you can't see something drop by forty percent and still have a laugh and say, "Ah, oh, fuck," yeah, <laughs> and oh, laugh about yeah, it yeah. and move on, don't do it, yeah. yeah. But play play with it, have fun as long as you can afford it, man. Before we wrap up, what's um what's on the horizon? Obviously, the medicinal cannabis company. Yeah. Um, What's uh? What are you kind of striving towards at the moment? I think it's I think you know people like yourself and and yeah. and me as well. Like we we always have something that's on the back of our mind that we're kind of pushing towards. What's that? What's that thing for you at the moment? Yeah, so I'm working really hard on expanding our business globally. And uh, we've you know I don't want to get technical and talk about business too much, but mm. we built our own phone system which we built 17 years ago in the cloud. We've migrated that to AWS, and now you know having won the t- the the tender and the, the certification for Marriott hotels globally, uh, which is the biggest hospitality group in the world, is a massive win for us. So every time a married hotel goes to tender, anywhere, anytime they open up a hotel anywhere in the world, we're one of three vendors that they come to, part of the tender process. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, my number one goal is now to take the business global and uh, expand that as much as possible globally. Um, That's going to have a lot of challenges. It's going to be a lot of bumps but I'm really looking forward to it Yeah. Um, and then on the other side I'm having fun with uh, you know my friends which we're going to announce soon buying into a marketing uh, business you yeah. know, I've always believed in PR and marketing and yeah. all that again a couple of young guys that you know I use personally myself mm. I've become good friends with yep. you know that make me happy because when I see them they give me that energy they give me that it's just beautiful so you know mm. I'm going to be talking we're going to launch that probably in the next month or so so I'm looking forward to that doing mm. that with the boys other than that, mate, just staying, getting fit as fit as possible. You know, I want to get the fittest I've ever been at the age of 43. Yeah. That's so my goal. fitness goal. Yeah. yeah. I want to be the fittest 
I've ever been in my life at the age of 43. So that's my fitness goal. I'm working very hard towards it. Yeah. And maybe next year, this time, we can have another conversation and we yeah, can yeah. see how fit I am. You might be training me. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on the show again, man. Much appreciated. Uh, I've really enjoyed the chat. No, thank you for having me and thank you for always being a beautiful human being. You're a great human being. You're a kind human being and I love you, mate. So it's always great to catch Thanks up so with you. Thanks so much, man. Much appreciated and, and likewise to yourself. Guys, everyone who's tuned into today's episode, um, thank you so much, firstly. Uh, secondly, if you've enjoyed the episode, which I'm sure you have, please do take a screenshot for us. Tag myself, tag Sam, um, put it on your Instagram story. We would love to, to hear your feedback. Um, Bash, thanks again, man. And to everyone who's tuned in, thanks so much for listening and we look forward to chatting to you again in the next episode.